This is KPOO San Francisco at 89.5 FM and KPOO.com on the internet. You know, I hitchhiked from Chicago and a man walked up and said, This is a union town, a union town, all down the line. This is a union town. This is Steve Zeltzer with Workweek. Dear friends, welcome to the Labor Radio Podcast Network profile series highlighting the work of our members. The growing network of over 70 shows in four countries serves as a one-stop shop for audiences looking for labor content and as a resource for labor broadcasters, podcasters, and content producers. My name is Evan Papp, and I produce Empathy Media Lab's podcast on labor, political economy, arts, and culture, and we're a proud member of the Labor Radio Podcast Network. Today, I'm speaking with Steve Zeltzer of Workweek Radio. Steve, could you tell me a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and what led you to organize labor? Well, I grew up in the Bay Area in San Jose and San Francisco. I was born in San Francisco, and part of the history of uh, the Bay Area in San Francisco is the general strike in 1934. And I was on strike as a student, actually, at San Francisco State with Danny Glover in, in 1968. And during the strike, I ended up uh, working on the docks. The ILW supported the strike and allowed us to uh, work on the docks to supplement our income. So I began to become aware of how unions are organized and uh, the need for unions. And um, in 1994, I began a, radio, a TV show on community access called Labor on the Job, which ran for about 10 years. And uh, I, then I went into uh, uh, doing regular radio programming on KPFA Pacifica and now on KPOO.com in San Francisco. And also I've been involved in networks. Uh, there was a Union Producers and Programmers Network of labor video producers and programmers in the United States. And... I'm also working on the development of the International Labor Channel uh, with Pacifica. Uh, we have a, uh, we, for May Day, we had an International Day of Programming on Pacifica uh, with video and audio from around the world on May Day. So what we wanna do is encourage more labor programming, both audio and video, and develop a, a international multimedia labor channel with music, art, on labor stories and using the uh, internet and social media to get stories out live. Uh, there was a mass strike wave in Matamoros in Mexico where auto workers, part suppliers were getting their stories out using Facebook, broadcasting through to the people of Mexico and around the world. And we in labor need to use these tools to get our stories out, to break the information blockade and to uh, educate and build solidarity of working people both in the United States and globally. For those who may not be interested or aware of labor news, why do you think that these unions and organized labor are important and should be covered? Well, workers are the people who make things go in the world. And uh, without workers, uh, the world wouldn't function. Uh, But workers are under tremendous repression. Uh, They don't have democratic rights on the job. And workers face uh, intimidation just to fight for health and safety on the job requires unions, requires organizing yourself. So 
at this point, the capitalists in the United States control the means of production, they control the factories, they control the media, and they blame workers for the problems in this country. Um, and workers uh, in the union movement faces a, uh, an attack on all fronts. The right to organize was fought for historically by workers organizing. It used to be illegal to have unions uh, in this country. Workers had to, Molly Maguire's, they had to organize underground. Today, workers are legal, but workers in unorganized locations, if they mention unions, they can be fired. There are more than 10 to 12,000 workers who are fired every year simply for trying to organize. And these are the ones that make complaints with the NLRB. So we don't have a democracy for workers in this country or most countries around the world. There are no democratic rights. If you speak out and organize on your job, in a lot of cases, you are fired and you're retaliated against. And there's fear on the job. In the United States, people are terrorized on the job. They're afraid to speak out. They're even afraid to speak out about their own health and safety. And this is on unionized jobs. Well, could you talk a little bit about the shows that you're producing and why you wanted to start those shows and, and what they're about that help shed light on uh, a lot of these problems you, you just mentioned? Well, we, we have been covering uh, OSHA health and safety, the right of workers to speak out about COVID. Um, workers now, one of some of the recent shows we've done Workers at uh, foster farms in Central Valley uh, were being coerced to go back to work. Many of them were black, Latino immigrants. They were told to go back to work even though the, the factory was infested with uh, COVID. Uh, we've covered the situation of nurses where nurses have to reuse masks. Uh, the hospitals refuse to provide proper, proper supplies, PPE. Uh, this is the case also in public hospitals, San Francisco General Hospital and the Alameda County Hospital where there was just recently a strike because workers were being retaliated against for speaking up for their health and safety. So the issue of COVID is, is one of the critical issues. Also, our show has covered union democracy because unfortunately, in my view, many unions are organized like corporations from the top down. We need union democracy and where members have the right to organize and fight in their unions for membership control. And uh, the unions in this country are pro, in, in a certain sense, are pro-capitalist. They believe in the capitalist system. And that's why I believe personally, we need a labor party in this country. The working people need their own political party. And we have to uh, address the issue of democracy. We are facing an election in the United States that may be uh, perverted in, uh, from uh, having democracy. And there have been some labor councils, the Rochester Labor Council, Southeast Wisconsin Labor Council uh, that have called for a general strike of all workers coming together, all working people, to protect democracy, to protect the right to vote. The right to vote. Um, so the, life, the survival of uh, democracy, the survival of rights, uh, has to be an issue for working people, and only if working people are organized collectively can they exercise their rights. Wow, very powerful. And I guess talking a little bit about the Labor Radio Podcast Network, as a member of the network, could you talk a bit about how you learned about it and when you joined and why you think such a network is important? Well, I've been, as I said, involved in other networks of labor media people, uh, UpNet, Union Producers and Programmers Network. And also I've been involved in, um, you know, working with uh, labor producers around the world. So I'm as, as far as networks, the more labor networks, the better. And I think that by coming together and uh, basically leveraging our network together, bringing the shows together, we come closer to developing a national channel. We need a national labor radio channel. 
we need a national labor video channel. And by bringing all the labor producers together who are producing labor media on Pacifica and at many stations around the country, we can develop and build towards a national channel where working people can get live news, they can get their voices out, and we can see what's going on. Uh, as long as the media is controlled by the corporations, there's not a place for labor on a regular basis nationally. And uh, when you talk about immigration, when you talk about deindustrialization, free trade, all these issues, they're working class issues. The climate is a working class issue. How workers are gonna survive in a, in a catastrophic situation. In California, there've been fires. Uh, they're firefighters and, and, and this climate change now is pre presenting to working people uh, a survival question. How are we gonna survive? How are we gonna defend ourselves and our families? Uh, we have to approach these issues from the point of view of working people labor, uh, who are really on the front lines of defending this country in the midst of this uh, once in a lifetime pandemic. There hasn't been a pandemic in a hundred years. It's healthcare workers, it's uh, food workers, it's transit workers, it's public workers. And yet these workers don't have the protections they need. So having this network, Combining uh, labor radio producers, video producers, audio producers is a way of getting our story out uh, to millions of people. Looking into the future of organized labor, where do you see opportunity and hope? Well, I, I think that uh, one of the, I mean, the, the internet is, uh, is provided for the first time in history, the ability of workers to broadcast their stories directly to millions of people. Uh, so at the same time, the, the other side of that is companies now are using the internet to track workers, using uh, Facebook and social media to, to organize against workers. Uh, some websites have been banned by Facebook who don't, doesn't want union organizing. As a matter of fact, in Uber, I'm working on a story on uh, Uber and this Proposition 22 in California, which was written by the lawyers for Uber and other uh, app companies to prevent workers from being treated as employees, as workers. And uh, one of the uh, activists, the driver, did uh, put a video that I had done on a demonstration at Uber uh, by the workers in the trade union movement uh, and the conditions they face uh, on the job, lack of uh, health insurance, lack of workers' comp. Uh, he put it on his website, a driver's website for Uber and Lyft drivers, and uh, Facebook took it off and said that he had to go to Uber because there was a copyright concern, that he had to get approval from Uber. So here's a, a, an example, concrete example of how uh, social media, which is controlled by these corporations, uh, Facebook, are saying that we don't want this on, so you have to go to Uber to get approval using social media to get your story out. And so we, in labor, working people have to have our own platforms. We have to have our own uh, uh, platforms that are not controlled by corporations. They're going to allow workers right to free speech. And I think there's going to be more censorship of workers' views and issues on Facebook, on, on, on these other platforms. So that's another issue where technology is two-faced. On the one hand, it allows workers to get their voices out and talk about exploitation and their issues. At the same time, as long as these platforms are controlled by the billionaires and those people who want to exploit them for more profit, were threatened with uh, them being used against us. And Silicon Valley is anti-union, and it, it's almost always been, from my understanding, or at least in the recent- Well, they fired industry. workers. There have been workers who've tried to organize. In fact, there are workers at 
uh, Walmart, the, the tech workers had a protest against Walmart selling guns. And uh, you know, workers at these companies want freedom of expression. They want to be able to organize, but they have no unions and companies spend millions and millions of dollars to uh, prevent unionization, to organize, uh, to track workers and to fire them if they are unionizing at Google, at these major companies. And one of the things we unfortunately have to deal with is we have no labor party in the United States. The Democrats and Republicans are paid for by the billionaires. So even when the Democrats had a majority in Congress and uh, we had a Democratic president, they didn't pass labor legislation to protect workers in this country. So workers are pretty much in unorganized places, unprotected. If you have no protection when you're fired and retaliated against, it intimidates workers and workers are afraid to speak out. So we need to build a workers movement uh, that protects workers and we need a political uh, alternative so that working people have a party that speaks for them. Steve Zeltzer, thank you so much for your time and all the work that you're doing. Thank you. Uh, is, there, is there anything you want to say in closing? Well, I think, as I said earlier, uh, we need to use these tools uh, and, and we have to educate ourselves about social media, broadcast tools, and we have to build a workers' media movement and we have to get our stories out. And uh, in doing so, we will encourage and strengthen all working people here and around the world. My brother, cause if you do, you can hear their voices still calling from across the years. And they're crying across the ocean, they're crying across the land, and they will until we all come to understand. None of us are free, none of us are free. People in darkness, they just can't see the light.